Welcome to the Cleaning Up Business Podcast. My name's Chris Kilfoyle and I'm going to be your host. In every episode, we're hoping to bring you industry leaders from a wide variety of service sectors, disruptors within their industry and day-to-day entrepreneurs with some business and life lessons for you guys to take away. Let's jump in to today's episode. When you think about it, it's a service that most people would probably be interested in. But yeah, there's a lot of people doing it dangerously, as like you say, to start with, and doing it wrong as well. Unfortunately, you've got to do that by making mistakes sometimes. Yeah. Having one of the first fully enclosed bin cleaning trucks. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Bin juice. Bin juice. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was, being, I was being PC. Luckily, after the first street, there was a few people that said they'd be interested in it, which was a big decision. It was kind of playing on my mind for a few years. What made you come to that decision? £13,950 on some diamonds. Um, no fires in 10 years and two fires in two days you can't make that up can you Welcome back to another episode of the Cleaning Up Business Podcast with me Chris Kilfoyle and today I have another fantastic guest from the cleaning industry. I have Conan Salmon with me, the owner and founder of the London Bin Cleaning Company. Is that right? Yeah. LBC for short. So Conan's going to tell us a little bit about his journey and how he started and founded LBC and some of the challenges that come along with that. So Conan, thank you for joining me today. So with all our guests, we go all the way back to the early days. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey up towards starting LBC. Yeah, absolutely. So grew up in Rainers Lane in Harrow, um, went to secondary school in Wheelstone, straight from secondary school onto college in um, Harrow on the Hill. After that, I went to uh, university in Reading. What did you, um, uni- you do at college? What did you study? College, um, the usual sort of like uh, maths, bit of business. Yeah. Um, maths only for about one year and then, mm. then it got very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, business, uh, psychology, um, they were the main ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uni did biz- uh, started doing business economics in Reading. Um, that was uh, good fun. And then, how long was you there? Um, so I was there three years. Okay. Yeah, and um, pass. Yeah, seen that through. Yeah, seen that through. Seen that through to the end. Yeah, yeah. It was was it was fairly difficult, but yeah, managed to to get a degree out of it. Well just done. just a just a basic one. Nothing. Uh, I seem to uh, academically slip as soon as there. Uh, Alcohol gets involved in going out and partying. Go and uni stuff. with your mates. Yeah, and yeah that's it. Well, on uni, we, we always say, when we've ever guessed that I'll come on, did you find it useful? Was it a good, would you would you say that was a good business decision? Yeah, so, so I get asked that quite quite a lot. And um, not so much, even got asked it today, actually, by the physio, who was asking me about it. And uh, and and I said, yeah, not really. So I'd studied business economics at uni and it was good, but it was all theory-based. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if I had a chance now, I'd probably either go straight into it or I would have done different modules more related to entrepreneurial or management or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but definitely the whole experience was good going yeah. to uni. And yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I missed out on uni and I think if I'd maybe applied myself academically at school a bit more, I probably would have gone there. But um, yeah, I always, I always find it interesting because there's always that debate of, oh, well, unless you're going to be in law or, do- or a doctor or something like that, it's not really, uh, apparently I see statistically more people now say it, a uni degree is not actually worth the investment in terms of money, capital, no. um, versus the job opportunities it gives you when you come out. So I always ask guests that, especially that have been to uni, if they think that was a good investment. So, yeah. And usually it's a, a no. No, 100%. I mean, everybody's, most of, most people go to, a lot of people go to uni now, don't they? Whereas back in the day, it was mm. only for bit select. Really, really wealthy people, yeah. wasn't it, to go, yeah. So you found that useful. So what happened after uni? Yeah, so after uni, so I always wanted to have a business. Didn't know what it was going to be. Um, remember people asking me, I said, yeah, I want to go into business, but never, never really knew. Got a bit nervous when people start, when start, stuff started getting real towards the last year of uni and people started getting jobs and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't got anything lined up. But then um, it was probably, it was on the last, uh, the last year of uni, summer holidays, and um, came up with the idea to start London Bin Cleaning. Yeah. So to give a bit of background to the story, I had a pressure washer sitting in the shed. Um, my dad, a few years before that, had done a little bit of driveway cleaning on the side. He was a plasterer by trade, okay. and he got into that. So that's probably where the the back the background the jet washing was was in the in the back of the he- that head. And then just like most people, um, that sort of age, you're looking to earn a bit of extra money on the holidays. So I thought, what can I do? Wash windows, wash cars, cut the grass, like the usual things that you might think of. And then I thought, oh, what about what about wheelie bins? haven't seen anybody washing them. I wonder, I wonder would people pay for that? Um, so I basically just took the idea um, and, and went knocking on loads of neighbors' houses, 
printed out a little sheet of paper, just said said what the service would be, said that I was planning on starting it up mm-hmm. and would they be interested. And then luckily after the first street, there was a few people that said they'd be interested in it. The concept of actual bin cleaning, to be honest, has that been done before? Because yeah. it it's not, when you think about it, it's a service that most people would probably be interested in. I know yeah. my experience in my bins at my house, you know, you get, you get the, you know, the runoff at the bottom or whatever, whatever the technical term is for it. Bin juice. Bin juice. <laughs> That's what I was going to say that. I was being, I was being PC, but bin juice. Um, and you think, I don't know, is there a lot of companies, a lot of businesses out there that do, that do bin cleaning? Cause so when I first thought of the idea, I would naively thought that it was the first time. I'd never seen anyone do it. I you, just thought, you've I got like, the new Amazon. Yeah, I thought I had the, <laughs> had the idea. But then as soon as I started, I seen there was other people doing right. it. Um, and yes, been out for at least the longest person I, I knew about when I started had still been going for at least 10 years. So at least 20 years that I know of, Yeah, pro- probably a lot longer. As soon as there was wheelie bins, I'm sure. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So tell us, is so you started doing that, and did you jump straight into LBC then, or was it just yes, a little no, bit? Yes, didn't, didn't, didn't jump fully in it. I was still still at uni, um, so very gradual. So once once I knocked knocked on the few doors on the, on the road and uh, seen there was demand for it. How did you find that knocking on doors? Yeah, I mean it was it was very nerve wracking at the beginning. I'd mm-hmm. never done anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as you after you do the first few. And it becomes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. Do you think that was a good skill set for you to get to then go into wider business? Hundred percent. I think I think that's probably the main skill set. If you can be confident and speak to people and put your idea out there yeah. and just keep knocking on doors and not um, and overcome the rejection, then that's probably the, the most key skill. You can, if you got any good idea and you can do that, yeah, you can make a success of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I just always so I've had we've had people on podcasts. I think about the Jamie Simpson. Um, you know that rejection and sales, especially face to face, but where we're in such a social community now, you know, people are online selling telephones, etc. When you're there face to face, that must that's probably the hardest form of selling. But like you say, give you good skill sets for when you when you you know, then you go out into other fields or whatever, maybe yeah. you start your own business, you've got a skill set and you're not really afraid of rejection. Yeah. You're not afraid of people. Oh yeah, a lot so, of people reject um a lot of people come away from that now, don't they? Like you said, they're doing yeah. that online advertising sure. and people even, even don't like getting on the phone as well mm. sometimes. It's so. faceless, isn't it? Yeah. So you was knocking on doors, started to get some work in, yeah. I assume. So run me through that Yes, yeah, so I started ju- just gradually, maybe built up enough to do like one day a week. Yep. So then I'd do one day a week on my day off from uni um, and then continued on doing uni for the last year. After that, uh, went to work with my dad, who's a plasterer. So I was laboring with him and started doing a little bit of plastering with him when I was about 20, pretty teenage years and, and towards the end of uni as well. Um, so was doing it on the side and gradually building up. So like on the weekends and evenings, I'd go out knocking on the doors, building up the customers. And then probably, probably I'd say half a year to a year after that, after working, doing the plaster with my dad and doing it on the side. Then I made the breakaway and um, focused on- Went full time. Focused on doing it full time. What kit did you need to start, Elvis? So yeah, only, so very basic. Um, so I think the first van was around 250 quid. Was like all I had, all I had at the time. Um, had the, had the pressure washer in the garage that wasn't working. Had to get that fixed. Um, what else? Like, a, like I didn't, I didn't know how to do it properly. I was only just getting yeah, into yeah, it, course. so I just was ma- just made up anything. So I was making up tanks, like attic tanks, and bits of netting as well to filter the water and stuff. So yeah. before I knew, there was actually places where you can get it made and do it properly. Yeah, we're just having to sort of make yeah. it up. I see a, we see a post on LinkedIn. I've got it on my, my notes here about having one of the first fully enclosed bin cleaning trucks. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What's that? Yeah. So that was the, uh, the Terminator we called it. What's well, uh, good Terminator? <laughs> yeah, the Terminator. I want to hear that name, especially with AI going around. I'm just <laughs> talking and taking over the world before you yeah, know Yeah. So, so that was, um, I think going back to about 2016, 2017, 2018, somewhere around then went over. That was after had been going a, a good few years and um, was getting more and more into commercial bin cleaning. Okay. Is that where, is that where you are now? So you're residential and commercial or is it purely commercial? Yeah, no. So, so I sold off the residential just, just last, last December. Oh, okay. So sold off that leg. That was a big, a big uh, decision for us. Oh, we'll come on to that later. We'll come on to that. Yeah. yeah. So, so on the Terminator then, um, so we were getting more into the commercial bin cleaning, had a, had a contract come up with one of the housing associations in London and uh, we won that. And that's why I needed to get another truck for that. And then was looking on eBay, found this truck and it said fully automated, fully enclosed. And I was like, this, this sounds too good to be true. There's no way it can produce the pressure to clean the bin properly. So I went over to Ireland to see it where it was in Belfast. 
Um, it originally, 10 years before that, came from France. Right. Originally, it was like 110 grand, all singing, all dancing wow. machine, but obviously, so second hand when I, when I got it. But yeah, that was, it was good for, good for us for a few years. It, it got it over from Ireland, and, yeah. we, and we did, did lots of work with it. Is it... Is that something that's regularly in your arsenal now? Are all your vans like that, or are they all predominantly just pressure washers? No, so that one's that one's gone now. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got a couple of commercial bin cleaning trucks. That one's gone. We've got a couple newer newer ones, smaller ones. We we, we opted to go for three and a half ton now rather than okay. seven and a half ton. Why was that? Easier to get the drivers. I suppose yeah, um, seven and a half ton. You have to have cat yeah, one. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the um, yeah, um, yeah, easier to get the drivers and. Easier for manoeuvring as well in and out of London all the time. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Seven yeah. ton months. So explain to me that move from, obviously you started residential and you were doing that and they yeah. built up over time. Sensible way to do things rather than some of the, you know, entrepreneurs that you see saying, oh, I'll give up everything, your family and your house and, and go all in. So you've done that over time. So was that predominantly all in the residential sector at first? How did you then make that transition to bigger customers? Like you mentioned the housing association, yeah. which is, so, well, I imagine that's a good market for you to be in for that because of the amount of volume they've got. So tell me about that journey and that transition, how that, yeah. how that happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I started, it was two pound wheelie bin cleans. That's, that's where we started from. Wow. Eventually going up towards five pound in the later years, but that was the key service that we started with the wheelie bin cleaning. Yep. And then after that would, people would ask, Oh, can you clean the gutters? Can you clean my driveway? So started doing other exterior cleaning, mm-hmm. um, even bits of window cleaning back in the, back in the original days, also doing like mowing the grass, anything really yeah. that, that someone would pay you for. Make some money. But um, then um, I suppose when we got into commercial local schools and stuff were probably the first commercial ones to contact us okay. from seeing our website and do, doing the bin cleaning. So you would do the commercial bins for them, seeing that there was a lot more money um, in the commercial bins and a lot less hassle, a lot less volume. Okay. So where you could go to one or two sites a day and be do multiple bins rather than, yeah, do, rather do than one bin at hundred to go to 50 addresses here, mm. which, which has its own logistics, yeah. logistical issues. Um, and then, yeah, so we, then we, so I binned off sort of the, uh, mowing the grass and stuff that didn't relation and didn't really relate to cleaning. So yeah. I thought, okay, we'll stick with exterior cleaning. Um, and then sort of started getting more commercial work over the last few years. Is that schools, housing associations? Yeah. So many, yeah, housing associations, councils, property management companies. Yeah. And what's the medium you use to acquire those customers? Is that so, direct yeah. sales? Like- yeah, so a bit of a mix and a match. So it's a bit of Google AdWords and our and our website and SEO on yeah. organic and some of the videos. Is there stuff. a lot of competition now in, in your market? Not a huge amount. Not a huge amount. Um, that, that do the commercial bin cleaning. Not a huge amount. Um, some of the other exterior cleaning that we do, there's there's more. Yeah, like, of course. Um, like gutter cleaning or building cleaning, steam yeah. cleaning, pressure washing. But yeah, I suppose there's higher barriers at to entry with the with the commercial bins, like to get a decent truck and stuff with the bin lift that lifts yeah. it up and catches the water. Yeah. Then you've got to get the trade effluent as well to dispose of it properly and all that. So what was so you mentioned about all the other services that yeah. you had, so exterior cleaning, you know, pat, patios, gutters, etc. Do you still do all them today? Was there a commercial decision to say, actually, we're going to make more money doing the commercial bins or was, how did that, how did that process go? Yeah. So we still do all, all the all uh, other exterior cleaning services. We found now more so more to the affluent homeowners rather than just some of the mm-hmm. people that we were working with before, yeah. just where we've grown and our overheads have gone up and our prices have gone up. So uh, it's that particular guy. Yeah. 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 But we still, um, so, so yeah, last, last December sold the domestic bins off, yep. which was a big decision, um, was kind of playing on my mind for a few years. What made you say, what made you, what made you come to that decision? Tell me that process. Yeah. So before, the, so we tried building it up, um, and was, was kind of building it and like we'd gain a few, lose a few. And a lot of the competition was sort of one man bands and smaller companies, but that weren't that registered. So we're competing with them, comp- yep. trying to compete on price a lot of the time as well. Course. Whereas we were, we're higher priced and we just thought. It's, it's, it's too hard as well. You're logistically managing it with um, the local bin men as well. And mm. like I say, you're doing, doing high volumes. We just found it um, that we could do, we could, we, we could, it was better business to do the commercial jobs, fewer fewer locations, higher profit margins. It's, it's interesting because even when we started our journey, you outgrow that. I think most cleaning companies, depending on what you're starting for, if it's, you know, what like you say, a one, two man band, and they're doing house cleans or being, you know, small bin cleaning and they've got no overheads. They're just a van and they're, you know, at home or whatever it may be. The natural progression then goes into the commercial side of things. And then like you say, you've got, you've got, before you know it, you need 
office, you need an office or you need staff or, or you know, admin staff. Then you've got the overheads of however many guys and things like that. And it's sort of, you price yourself out of it eventually. Exactly, yeah. and, and we went through that. We started doing little bits of commercial here and there when we, um, domestic, excuse me, when we first started with managing agents, things like end of tenancy cleans. And like you say, it's low margin work or low cost work, very logistically, you know, takes a lot of logistics. Got to be higher and, yeah, volume. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need so much, like you say, you, rather than one place where you've got 10 bins, you need 10 bins in 10 different locations. So logistically, it's a little, a little bit more hard to manage. So I think that's an, sort of a natural progression, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah, it was, hard, it was hard decision, though, I think, because there's a bit of a, it's where you started as well. You probably, probably took me longer than it should have yeah. to come away from that because mm. there's still a bit of a, connection i suppose and what was the what was the final decision on that is it just like we know we can focus our time and effort on the commercial side of things and get the same revenue for less customers different less locations what was the final push to say actually let's cut this arm loose or or get sell it yes yeah, so, so i thought uh, so before we so um so my missus she's in the in the business as well she wanted to get get rid of them lo- long time <laughs> she wanted to sell them a long time yeah, you've done well to keep hold of it so long yeah that way. time before i did because she was dealing with all the admin that goes behind it in the office yeah as well that must the, be that must be a pain. all the time yeah well because you're dealing with people for five pounds and there'll be people calling in so like oh what time are you coming today and all this sort of stuff mm. no matter how many systems and processes you try to put in place we even had like a phone number that would go and tell them um, if you're calling about your bin clean today, this is the time. Do you know what I mean? We tried yeah. to we tried to cut all the time back, but we still found that it was taking so much time mm. or such little uh, amounts of money. Um, but so the fi- so finally, I said, okay, let's give it let's give it three months. We'll try and build it up because it wasn't it wasn't very profitable as well compared to some of our other yeah, services. Of course. Yeah. So we we said, okay, we'll try and build it up, make it more profitable. And then it was just just very difficult doing yeah. that, especially with a lot of people doing it for a lot cheaper than us. Mm. So you, so you sold it to someone else, did you? Yes, so I put it up for sale and sold it to someone else, yeah. yeah. Just a one-man one man. No, band, so it's or? actually a company, um, they're like a facilities management company. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure. They're, they seem to be getting into the residential. I think they're buying up like locksmith companies and stuff like that. Right. But it's been quite good because they're, they're based near me as well, and now they're, now they're sending us commercial work, so we've done a few jobs for them. Oh, fantastic. So it's been, been what was quite the, good. What was that process like, selling a business? How did it, how, talk me through that. I've never had anyone that yeah, sold. No, so sold. It, was, it, was really, it was really pretty easy, really. It wasn't a massive, um, that section of our business was, was less than 10% of our to- mm-hmm. total business. So it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't a massive uh, standalone business, sort yeah. of one man, and one, one man, one van, one man, one van, sort of. Doing and, and around built up, so it wasn't it wasn't huge. So did you go to a broker or did you just put it? No, on no. So I just put it. I put it on eBay. Um, oh wow! Well, <laughs> put it on eBay. No, I've, seen, I've seen a few on there because I, I yeah. look. You know, there's obviously that's a way to grow as well, isn't yeah. it? Acquisitions. Um, so I have a look, and I've seen businesses all over the place. I just wonder what that process was. I imagined it to be stressful for some reason. I just yeah. think put think back to selling a house or something like that. It's a real pain in the ass. Um, but it sounds like it's pretty easy. Pretty, pretty easy. easy. I mean, we're still, it was quite, quite recent. So we're still getting a lot of inquiries, which is quite of an issue because yeah. the people are still calling us and we're passing it on. So we're still trying to, trying to work, oh, away, work around, way around there. that. Yeah. Start another business. Start, <laughs> start again. This is my, have something to say about it. Yeah. So staff training. So when you get people on board, yeah. Run me through that process. Is it is it quite difficult to get through people with you know good people that know the kit, or is it relatively easy with the training that you provide? Yeah. So our last hire was um, re- really good. Uh, he came from a company where they where they do exterior cleaning, and that was the the easiest probably of all the hires because um, they they'd had the experience. So if possible, try and get we try and get someone with experience. experience. If, if not, when they come on board, put them out with with one of the more experienced guys for yep. a few weeks until they can find just buddy them up and yeah. go from there. It's nice and simple. Tell me, I say, we say to guests that come on all the time. Now, obviously you've started your business going well. Um, you've got the different sectors and you're progressing with commercial side of things and, and different avenues. Obviously it's not always, you know, there's many ups and downs in business, isn't there? Is there any particular high points? What's been a point within your business journey so far? And it's still ongoing, obviously I know, but has there been a particular high point that you look back fondly on and you can think, well, that, that, you know, that makes this journey Worth it. I mean, for us, you know, it was probably our first seven figures, you know, when we've done seven figures in revenue, that's just, a, you know, it's a million pound, big target, um, and quickly on to the next. But, you know, that was a moment I look back on quite fondly. Is there anything that sticks out for you? Yeah, I feel like winning some of the bigger contracts with some of the like councils and housing associations have been, been good along the way. Um, Is that a long, like for us, internals, we'll come on to internals in a bit. 
the process to do that can be quite long, the tender process. Yeah. Is it the same with the work you do? Yeah, some some of them. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I think it all depends on the values and um, and their budgets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when you win a big contract, you've got one in particular that sticks out? Um, the first time we won Tower Hamlet Homes, that was that was good because that was when what first got us down into the commercial oh. route and getting that other truck yeah. and, and led us on. How many but, properties did they manage? Um, yeah, so well, so we it, I can remember the contract two and a half thousand bins to wow. clean, and um, that's a lot of bins. About the same amount of bin stores and bin shoots. Yeah, yeah. So it was, oh, it, so it, was it was enough to keep uh, like a like a van busy for a few months. Yeah, about three four months. Yeah, yeah. two. That's a lot of bins, isn't it, to go through? So we're we're currently doing another one now for a waste company that will keep keep two guys in the truck busy like the whole year round. Yeah. So is that another avenue for you? Waste companies, that's a good idea. Waste companies, it? yeah. Well yeah, sometimes they've got the can they they've got the contract with the council to yeah. empty the bins. Yeah, yeah. So the kind of the council's the main one. They they've got the contract with the council yeah. and then we're working for them. Yeah. With them. Waste company's a good one. Yeah, that's a good that's yeah. a good idea. So tell me what other services do you do? So apart from bin cleaning, yeah, so, that's so all sort of exterior cleaning. So starting at uh, starting at the top of the house really the roof, gutters, um car parks. Um, commercial and domestic commercial and domestic yeah so so on domestic roofs gutters driveways patios yeah render brickwork all sort of exterior pressure washing and steam cleaning yeah. and then commercially like car parks communal paving areas chewing gum graffiti removal um the commercial bins bin stores bin shoots and then the buildings themselves render and brickwork and stuff i used to work for um the royal borough of chelsea and kensington okay. used to manage about 158 properties there how do you clean the bean shoots Bench, yeah. So we got a special special winch that that we oh, got okay. specially made. Um, go go up to the top of the top of the yeah. Chuck it down the hopper, the uh, winch with a spinning rotating jet on it. Got it yeah. hook, hooks up to the to the jetter. Yeah, to the pressure washer. And then what you just catch it in catch the, it in the bin, bin and then put it on the back of the truck. Got it. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I've never seen that, and I always <laughs> wondered. Uh, you, what about blockages as well? Do you deal with them? Yeah, we do. Then? Yeah, we do uh, bin shoot blockages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a fair do, few of them going around. Do you do, do you do them? No, 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 we no, don't, no. no. no I, I remember a particular reason I asked that when you mentioned it. I remember a particular project that came in once um, to clean bin shoots. And I had to do, I was like, I've never even thought of how that was. How, how could you do it? Done. Yeah. 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 They, and I know they get blocked quite often from working at um, Chelsea and Kensington, to be honest. So, so we mentioned about obviously, you know, winning some of the bigger commercial contracts. And on the flip side of that, is there a particular low point that you've been through at LBC? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. so I was cool. speaking with, to my missus uh, the other day just about this as well. So it was in the last couple of years, we had the hell week, we, we call it. It was, okay. a, it was a particularly bad week. Right. Three, three things, three big things kind of went wrong all at the same time. One was um, company credit cards. We, 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 at the time, we had um, everyone had a company credit card. Yeah, yeah. And then just out for of the blue. For expenses and things like expenses that. expenses and stuff, yeah. So then out, out of the blue, um, we had them say that, that uh, someone spent thirteen thousand nine hundred fifty pounds on on some diamonds up in Liverpool. We were like, what? So so someone's card obviously got um, owned or, or whatever, but they weren't gonna they weren't gonna pay it back. I think because because what the scammer had called up our guy, yeah, and um, he he pretended to be the credit card provider and he'd yeah. given him the the code from his phone or something. So they wouldn't they weren't gonna pay out because he had he had done that. But in the, so so that was one thing. So that was over my head thinking I'm going to have to pay off this this credit oh, card. Enough, card. How did you? It's an interesting one. Obviously, employees make mistakes. Yeah, you know it happens, right? And that's part of the learning process. I had a call before um, before we started this podcast. Something had gone wrong on the job. It happens. How did you deal with that? That particular issue with that employee. So that one. Were they sad? So yeah, no, we'll come, we'll, go, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. So that was that was one of the things. Yeah. That was just one of the things. The same week, our our lovely Terminator truck uh, caught fire. Oh, go on. The, the, I was, had the, a bad the, week. The, the, the battery the batteries were flat. The guys had it on to, on charge on the trickle charge and kind of went doing some stuff in the yard. And then I was driving back to the yard and I seen it on. Um, Seen some smoke. I was like, what the hell? And then uh, yeah, the bloody truck was on fire. All the loom from the battery had gone up into the cab. Oh, so that was our truck gone and you can't make this up. The, the, it was the day before that actually there was, um, you can't make this up. No fires in 10 years. Yeah. The day before that we had a fire in the yard. I had some, a welder over and we were welding, um, there's some containers in our yard and I just was trying to make it all nice and neat. So I, I just wanted to put some brackets on the wall where we could hang our scaffold tower. Yeah. So he was welding, <laughs> he was welding these brackets on the container and it backs onto our neighbor's container Yeah. and a spark managed to get through. And we didn't even know what was in the container and it went, it bloody, bloody went on fire. What was in it? 
was only um, like old staging equipment. I don't even know if they'd used it in years, but um, but yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't too good. Wow. Insurance, our insurance paid out. It turned out our, our the welder didn't have bloody um, his own public liability. So you don't when you're quite a small company course, and okay, you get no. someone around in the yard, you don't think of no, no. checking these yeah, things. Yeah. But when when me or you go to do work with bigger companies, yeah, they, they the first they thing they, and it cool. just shows you that. You need Got to, to do be, that due diligence. That. Yeah, so even like if someone came here to do something, you, you should it be checking. Seems, it seems ridiculous, but if they come and even an electrician say came to do, you you want to see their thing, don't you? Yeah. Because something goes wrong, you don't think about it. Can so, end up coming back on you. So that's interesting. I'm glad you elaborated, <laughs> really, because it comes onto a couple of things. So because I'm always mistakes, I see them as investments in terms of well they've done something wrong and they'll yeah. know not to maybe do it like that again or whatever it may be how did you deal with both of those issues yeah so the credit card thing we we made a credit card policy but we brought it up in the team meeting spoke about it um the, the actual credit card provider i don't know if it's because of us but they they started sending out text messages that said never give don't them, give out them cards don't give out. and we, we basically shared that around with everyone we managed to get that one back um we managed to to, to yeah in the end they 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 realised that it was fraud and covered yeah. it. Um, the vehicle fire couldn't really do anything about that. Happens. The insurance just just paid paid out for that eventually, yeah. and and luckily my insurance covered it covered it as well. You must be on first name terms with your insurance provider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, she, you guys from LBC yeah, two, again. Two fires in two days. Oh, I mean, man. no fires in ten years, and yeah. two fires in two days. You can't make that up, can you? And you, as a business owner, you got you, you're probably pulling your hair out, aren't you? Oh yeah, it was a stressful week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sounds like a stressful week. Um, the pandemic, yeah, COVID. How did you? How did you fare? So we went too bad, really, because we we're exterior. There was a bit of. Um, I remember when it first started because yeah. I know a few exterior cleaning companies, yeah. especially local to me here. And I remember that first, it was a bit like everyone was really unsure of what bit to of do. Uncertainty, yeah. But after a while, you know, it could become clear that yeah. if you're outside, it wasn't so bad. And obviously, helped us with the drainage. You know, that yeah. that was fine. So, how did you? Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, we had a few cancelled jobs the first week or two. Um, a lot of people were uncertain, but yeah, we kind of managed their managed their uncertainty and kind of put all the mm. relevant. Things so in it place. didn't really affect your revenue at all. Not so bad. A little little dip for a couple of couple of weeks, yeah. but yeah, not not so bad. We kind of. Pivoted as well, sort of. Okay, started, into started doing a bit of fogging. Yeah, yeah, bit of decon, uh, anti- makes sense. Antiviral fogging. Um, yeah, that kind of washed its face. Really, it didn't really take off massively, but covered all the costs. Covered what you done? Yeah, we were the same. We, I think, you know, the reason I asked that question directly after is usually a lot of people, when especially when they're in the industry. I mean, we have people that are not in the industry, but when I say that, you know, tell me something. You know, a, a point that was pretty low. Most yeah. people naturally go to COVID because internal cleaning well you couldn't clean internally because everyone was you know keeping their distance etc so most owners revenues fell off a cliff but i say you you guys being external yeah. have you ever thought about internal, internal. external um yeah not really I, I, we, I used to uh, share an office with a guy who, who did a lot of internal yeah. and um realized it weren't worth the stress looking <laughs> <laughs> and gone that how they fancy that yeah no i suppose it's, it's kind of um it's yes it's, it's sort of kind of Lower margins, higher volume again, which yeah. is which is which is quite hard. That's the site. Yeah, that's you know when people say to me, "Why have you got a drainage company?" It doesn't really make any sense. Well, the logic behind that is spot on. Cleaning is generally relatively low, you know, margin work, and yeah. you need a lot of volume. So you know, you need to employ a lot of people, don't you? If, if you're making it on an hourly yeah. rate, I mean, you know, we've got eighty or eighty to a hundred people, give or take, to manage those amount of people. Is stress, you know, and so in a you know this in a service based industry where labour is the predominant element of your cost, you're effectively managing people, and that's what you're doing all the time. You know, you're on the phone managing people, people are sick, and so you need a lot of volume for a very low margin. So you've got to say all them people and all the overheads that go with that. Where the drainage side of things, that sounds like the exterior stuff, it's better margin. You don't need as much work. You don't need as many employees, and you can make more sometimes. You know sometimes more money so it just makes sense so that's why i like to have have the two um but yeah you're not the first person that's ever said that that they you know avoid internal because of that you know so it seems quite competitive as well there's yeah. quite, quite a lot of big players in it well in the, in i think the, you know well. i think it goes back into probably my next question actually um do you think there's a stigma around the industry cleaning as and i mean that as a catch-all internal external or do you find maybe the external cleaning is seen as a little bit more technical 
in terms of, you know, when you start looking at DOS systems, steams cleaning, things like that, you know, bricks. And do you think there's a stigma around the cleaning industry? I think in external is probably it's a slightly newer industry, maybe, and it's kind of um, emerging industry, whereas the the internal, I think the stigma is like there's quite a few big players that, that cover a lot of the market. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you work with any of the big guys with your stuff? Yes, we work with some some of the like other FM companies yeah. that, that they predominantly do like internal, internal clean, but they might not do some of the stuff that we yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So low margin work and don't fancy it. I don't blame you with the internals. <laughs> um, so on that, what's your? We talk about marketing, obviously, because people that watch this are generally probably starting their own cleaning business. They're in the process of it, and they're wondering how do I grow, scale, whatever it may be. What's been? And we ask this of most guests. We've had marketing expert on, SEO expert. What is the method for you guys to get customers to you? Is that inbound stuff? So, you know, you, you mentioned SEO and your website and some pay-per-click stuff. Is that your predominant tool? Do you do outbound as well? Tell, tell me a little bit about yeah, how you so, guys do that. So, yeah, a bit of both. I mean, some of the success that we've had with housing associations and councils before was from sending out these video cards. Okay. Well, they so, tell me more about so it. So, like, um, it's basically like a, a brochure. Yeah. And you, you send it out. So, send it out to housing association. Find the right person on LinkedIn call them up make sure they're, they're at the office make yeah. sure they're going to get it send it to linkedin them. see good talk yeah and then uh yeah just like a nice brochure when they open it up it starts playing a video oh wow and you can kind of like customize the the entry the entry of the video as well too. so it's a physical physical um, that you send card. out and they open yeah. it yeah i've never seen that yeah yeah pretty cool yeah i'm gonna get some more they're getting some more made there uh, very soon so yeah i'll, I'll, I'll send you it so, yeah so. Uh, that's a good way to mark what about um any other stuff yeah so um the youtube channel as well like the content on the website which yeah. go hand in hand the sort of writing the blogs and the seo i suppose you're on youtube i imagine your stuff is very visually pleasing isn't yeah it? so it got i mean i've seen cleaning companies external cleaning companies that do, do phenomenal on youtube is that yeah. a big part of your strategy or just something you know you need to do and you just do as and when or is it a big part of what you're going to be doing yeah i mean um we're doing probably like averaging like a video a week probably want to start getting into it more um but yeah it's it, already we've only been doing it for sort of a year or two yeah and there's a lot of lot of people saying yeah we, we want to work with you we've seen how you work so it helps with conversion mm -hmm. helps with leads as well yeah. coming in and it's all and for us it's all about sort of educating the the, the, the prospects as well or the, or the customers yeah through the videos so they so they can make an informed decision yeah i say we've been doing youtube about 18 months now and i'll probably say it's only really just starting to pay dividends now it's a nice big i think it's worth doing if you yeah. especially something that's so visually you know, you can see a distinct before and after you've done pressure washing or you've cleaned a bin or whatever yeah. it may be. I think you've definitely got a bit of legs there. Yeah. Do you do outbound stuff as well? So your tenders, do you go to market for that? No. So, yeah, we want to start doing that. Um, so I've got a new sort of sales and marketing guy starting next week and that's when we're going to okay. step up the yeah, yeah. outbound stuff. Yeah, some, some direct mail and lumpy mail. and that How did you, what made you go to get someone external to come in and do your sales? So, we've so had, we've, the reason I asked that is yeah. my own curiosity, and that's why the good thing about this podcast, I can get to ask people that are in business their views. That, that's probably a next step for us. Yeah. But then I, I'm one of these people, maybe like you, I think, oh, well, they're not going to do it as well as me, or they don't know the business as well as me. And maybe that's naivety, but um, what prompted you to get the sales guy in? So, yeah, we've had a couple of salespeople, say salespeople in the past, and they've, they've, they've been good um, just to deal with the volume of, of leads that we're getting as yeah. well at the moment. So, in the office, it's only really myself and my Mrs. Joe. Joanne and Dexter, who's like the ops manager. So it's only sort of uh, myself and Joe trying to deal with all the leads that's coming in. Yeah. So yeah, we're, ju we're just a bit swamped at the moment. So we need some, some Get help someone else to, follow, follow, to follow up effectively as well. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, will he, will they be looking at sort of bigger leads like, you know, schools? Yeah. So no, not, not, yeah. So some of the direct mail, some of the reaching out stuff want yeah. to start targeting targeting Sick. those with direct mail and following up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mainly initially anyway to deal with the um the leads that we're getting to make sure everybody's getting followed up yeah do you use social media quite a lot yeah yeah a bit yeah 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 you get a lot of leads from that yeah yeah instagram a bit of facebook yeah yeah linkedin what about facebook do you get a lot from, we the reason i ask that is we don't get we don't get too much from facebook to be honest but i wonder if that's because if you're in a domestic market yeah. that's a good avenue to go down if you're looking for b2b like we are LinkedIn. then probably linkedin yeah um you know Hundred percent, yeah. So anything that comes from Facebook, like you say, is, is usually usually domestic. Like I had a couple of messages today for like patio and cleans and dryer yeah. cleans and that sort of thing. But um, we we did try some paid advertising on Facebook as well. I don't know how you found that, no, but I've we never done it. No, you done it. So yeah, we no. did it. I remember that I did it a few months ago. Um, 
I spent like 280 pounds and I got about 28 leads. Oh, wow. But I don't think anybody ended up buying. No so we, we find, I don't, I don't know about yourself, but find that the, um, the intent isn't as high as like Google. Yeah. So there's people. Yeah. Someone directly, so, you know, it might just be, they come across it and get in touch, I guess on Facebook, whereas I suppose, like say Google, you've got that. People are looking that, for the service. Yeah, they, that they, want, they want ready to buy. On the domestic side of things, one thing that I see a lot of at the moment is roof cleaning. Is that a busy side of things for the business at the moment? So yeah, a lot of, lot of people are getting into that. Um, Cause it's obviously quite technical. I mean, I see videos on LinkedIn all the time yeah. of people, mainly professional companies like yourself with people that are doing it wrong. You know, they're up there on the ladder with a cartridge or yeah. whatever it may be, uh, you know, <laughs> hanging off a shoestring or whatever these guys do. Um, but it seems quite a popular service. At the moment, it is. Right? It seems like every window cleaner is, is getting into it now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been Why do you think that is? For years. So I think that where uh, the money is. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, a lot more money in, in the roof cleaning mm -hmm. compared to like the windows. It's like the big ticket item, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of people doing it dangerously as like you say, to start with and doing it wrong as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it seems to be a growth market. The people are becoming more aware that the roof needs cleaning as well. I think some of the before and afters you see are mad, aren't yeah. they? They're crazy. Yeah. Like you, you, and, and then I think to myself, that gives you neighbour envy, doesn't it? Because if like <laughs> your neighbours had it done, especially I've seen them on terraced houses where they've like... You know, they've done a lie, and it's just like there's no. If it was me, there's no way I could. You could leave that. Yeah. So it seems to sort of sell itself. But I say, I, like you, you said, it, it seems ultra popular at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I just wondered if you so, were sort of capitalising. Yeah, on it that. seems like I, I seen somebody put a post up recently, and it showed like the the growth in Google searches and stuff for roof seems, cleaning. For roof cleaning, wow. yeah, it seems to be a bit of a growth. Yeah. Category. So yeah, I think years and years ago, probably people didn't even bother getting it done. But yeah. so that uh, nicely segues me into my uh, my next point. So obviously, roof cleaning is, I imagine, very technical from a health and safety standpoint and things like. What some of the um, technical challenges that you come across or that you look out for when you're doing exterior stuff? You know, when especially when you're using anything with pressure or anything like that on stone or brickwork, is that yeah. quite technical to get your head around? Yeah, so I mean, there's um, like roof cleaning, for example. There's all different types of tiles, and some tiles are more susceptible to pressure washing than others. Okay. So you got you got to see what type of tiles they are, choose the right sort of. Method. How'd you do that? Because obviously, I don't imagine a domestic property you get up on, you can get up on the roof to see, can you? Yeah, so um, you, you can see them from the ground sometimes, or when you when you get up closer, if you're about to start the job and you and you spot something. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we we got a cherry picker as well, which comes in handy for the roof cleans. Yeah. Oh, you, what your yours? You don't hire it. Yeah. Yeah, we hire it out with the driver to other yeah. people as well. But yeah, we got that a few years ago when we when we started getting more and more into the. Oh, but that was roof good investment, well. wasn't it? Yeah. Doing it safely rather than off a ladder and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Is there any other technical challenges that you come across when you're doing externals? Yeah. So like, um, I suppose you learn you learn from your mistakes, don't you? We came across one in the last couple of years. So render, like different types of render. Normally, you can just soft wash them, which yeah. is cleaning with a with a bleach. Bleach. Um, basic chemical and like steam cleaning. Yeah. And we had one, I think it was last year or the year before, and we, we were just soft washing it like normal, like, like render always cleans up lovely. And this particular one was a special render from Italy and it had this additive in it, right. which just made it all get, get stained. Um, so yeah, that was a... Did you get it rectified? Yeah, we had to get it get it rectified in the end. But yeah, that was not pretty much the profit off the job. It comes with, it happens though, doesn't yeah. it? it comes, yeah. That's part of the process, isn't it? It's, you know, learning... Unfortunately, you've got to do that by making mistakes sometimes, you know, like, we've, like we've mentioned. Is there a particular project that you've done, you know, coming on to render cleaning and, you know, we talked about roof cleaning, which is quite substantial in terms of its visual effect. Is there a particular project that you've done that really stands out for you that you think, oh, I'm really proud of that project or that you use as a case study for other, you know, is there a particular project that sticks out yeah, for you? Yeah, so we've got Tell a few, a um, like, like the, the churches and mosques and, and them sort of grand building yeah. things, like the sort of historic listed building clean so there's one in um in cricklewood we cleaned the pumping station which used to be like used for um the, by thames water and stuff for for, yeah. for all of that so and that was like a grade two listed building or something so real like massive and historic and everything so yeah what challenges come with that with it being listed did you have to approach it slightly different um yeah so yeah just just working with the client uh, choosing the right method so yeah that particular one they were they wanted to be extra careful with the chemicals going on the, on the ground and stuff so we had to use extra chemical absorbent pads on the floor yeah. and, and, and stop any, any chemicals going in. How long did that project take? That one was quite long, long actually. One. Yeah. It was, it was over a month. It was over. Consistently over on site or just bits and pieces? Consistently on oh, site. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How big was it? It was a big place. Yeah. It was a big, big old, big old place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting to see some of them projects. We've done one um, with a, a subcontractor of ours, um, actually, 
it was in London. It was like a York stone front that had never been cleaned in, you know, hundreds of years. It was a real old building. It was a very, very famous jewellers, actually. And uh, the results after were just fantastic. It must yeah. be, you must must be a good part of what you do having such because obviously we come in and we clean an office like this or whatever or we unblock a drain you really there's not much visual impact whereas yeah. something what you guys do external you look at something before and you look at it after and it makes a monumental difference that's it? it yeah you can see the, see the difference is really rewarding especially if it's like a, an iconic building as yeah. well yeah would you say that's one of the most rewarding parts of what you do yeah definitely I yeah think, i think as soon as i seen um I remember when I first did a first did a strip on a driveway, and I seen the difference it can make. I think I was hooked. Yeah, I've say I, we follow a few. I follow a few people on social, and so I say that side of things is good from you know a visual perspective. Let's say us cleaning a desk, you can't really make as much difference. But what you guys do really does stand out. So, what are the future plans? What's going to be What's going to be going on with LBC? What's what you? How long have you been going? So we're going uh, eleven years now. Eleven years. Yeah, eleven wow. years. So yeah. Airplay. Veering towards the commercial, going to focus on yeah. on the on the councils, the housing associations, the property management companies, um, really on the on those uh, commercial bin cleaning and yeah. build, building cleaning, coming away a bit from the domestic. Um, so I was just really want to try and um, dominate London for those sort of services. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of growth there, especially with all the new buildings and all the sort of councils and housing associations. Some of them seem to be struggling to keep the streets clean and keep the buildings clean. So I think we can help there. Um, so. So it was always kind of in the back of our mind to get a bit into drainage as well. Okay. A couple of years ago, we... we, we um, makes, makes sense if you've got all the jets. It's kind of a like complimentary, yeah, complimentary service. Yeah, 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 sure. So that's that's in the pipeline. That's behind maybe getting to maintenance or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think there's enough legs in what we do. But I suppose when things are going well and you're feeling good, you, you then start thinking yeah, well, what else you can do, isn't it? I suppose, you you know, you and, get that... It's easy to get that shiny object exactly, syndrome, yeah. isn't it? You think the next best thing when really... If you focus on what you're doing, you can 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 get you to I where you want to get to. That's spot on. Spot on advice yeah. makes sense. I mean, it, you know, when you look at like maintenance, drainage, things yeah. like that, there's so much synergy if you're working with big housing association providers where they've got a big asset portfolio of properties. You know, it makes makes total sense. That's it. Just getting in with one of them can like some of them manage hundreds of thousands of properties. Oh, exactly. So That's what I mean. Can, can really keep you there's, busy. There's definitely some synergy there. Um, how, how, what's the plan? How are you going to do that? You get your sales guy on and get them out, push in a bit more of the, some yeah, of the big stuff. Yes, yeah, so get the sales guy on. Um, got another guy potentially as well who, who might be coming on commission only. So okay. he, he'd be more kind of... Driven then. That you were thinking going directly to them and trying to get the bigger projects yeah. over, over the line. But I think... Yeah, I think strategically, if we could get those longer term contracts with yeah. the councils and stuff, then then that gives you the confidence that you can, you know, you've got that. You're not every week then looking for work for all the guys. Yeah, it gives you that kind of base to grow from. Then do they tie you into sort of three year con three year contracts? So a lot, a lot of the ones that we've we've had already have been one one years. One of them is three years yeah. with um, with Ealing Council, but yeah. I know a lot of them do three to five years, so it'd be good to get some of those five-year contracts. What what at what frequency do they have the bins? Is it just like round robin? You'll just go around and just keep doing them. You, know, you mentioned about two and a half thousand bins earlier on one particular account. Do you just yes, yeah, so continually one, go around? That doing one them? was like once a year. Okay. So a lot of them are like once a year in the right, summer summer you. months. This other one that we're working on with the waste company will be twice a year. So by the time we clean it, there might be a couple of months, then we'll clean it again. Yeah, yeah. So in your eleven years at LBC. If someone was looking to start their own cleaning company, commercial cleaning company in Pacific, given your 11 years experience, yeah. what would be, you know, give me the high level top three things that if someone was brand new, they walked in the door and they said, Conan, I'm going to start my own exterior cleaning company. What would be the three pieces of advice you would give that person? So um, number one would probably be not to... Not not to do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't no be problem. afraid to borrow money, I think. Like okay. when, when That's I was, an interesting one. Yeah, so when I was starting out, um, was just getting by, like like I mentioned, the £250 van, and then would go over to Ireland and, and get bits of the bin lift made rather than borrowing the money to get it done properly. Okay. So that probably slowed down the growth because you, you, you kind of... What what flipped your mindset? There must have been a moment in time because you've made you come to that decision now that, you know, it's okay to use someone else's money and why wouldn't you? I've probably been like that with the drainage where it's yeah. like, I don't really want to borrow or whatever, but JCD, we have different funding methods available depending on what's going on. Um, what, what changed your mindset in that? So I think, I think my mistake was, so I remember like one of the, one of the first loans I got was with, um, startup loans UK. Yeah. And I, and I bought like the second or third van with that. I, I remember I borrowed about 1500 pounds and at the time it's all perspective, isn't it? So I thought that was a lot of money. money. So I didn't, didn't borrow enough. Now, yeah. now 
looking back, if I was going to tell somebody who's starting off, it would be if you're definitely decided that you're going to make make it work, yeah. and you've done your figures and everything, then then don't be afraid to borrow more money mm -hmm. to get to get the right equipment, and um, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, second thing would probably be to do what you're doing, like you build a YouTube channel because it produces content from the offset. You've got that content for the website. You've yeah. got more chance of bringing in the inquiries and becoming more of a sort of trusted person as well. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I mean, I would say this because I'm invested in it and I sat in front of the camera, but I think, you know, especially externals, I say like sometimes, I'll be honest, you know, on the channel, we, we internal-wise, we struggle for ideas. Like if, you know, I've got, there's only so many times I can do a contract. You know, we've got some fantastic contracts, but there's only so many times I can walk someone around an office that's a different size or a different denseness or whatever it may be. Whereas the external cleaning, I'll see some people do fantastic on social with that and I think if you're that minded I think that's a solid piece of advice I think you yeah. can really build some traction and get a good following um, through social with some of the stuff that you know you guys do because it just sticks out so much um, so that's definitely a top piece of advice for sure yeah number three number three um, yeah probably get a business coach or or join a networking group would, okay. would, would definitely help out. I with, see you're being eye label there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, find I was there this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I find it good. I've been there sort of six, seven years now. Okay. So not only to, it's, we, we, we only get a few, um, compared to the amount of leads we get, it's only a small proportion of leads that it brings into the business. But yeah. I mean, for personal growth as well, like I, I was chucked in, I was only there a couple of years and they asked me to, to be the president of the group. Oh, wow really far outside my comfort zone. Yeah. So that it, for personal growth as well, I think public speaking and all that, of course. especially if, if, if somebody's starting off and they haven't done much of that, mm. throw yourself in the deep end, get uncomfortable. And yeah, uh, yeah that's the best way to get better good at anything, isn't it? Yeah. Doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, so do you find networking valuable? Do you, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoy it and I find it valuable. Yeah. And yeah. even, yeah, even like I say, not so much the leads that it brings into the business, but finding good people to, to get stuff done as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, do you do any networking? Um, no, it's something I need to get better at, if yeah, I'm honest. Yeah. Um, because I do, I'm a firm believer in, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but, you know, your network is your net worth. And I, I, I do agree with that. To, I'll be honest with you, I, this podcasting is my networking, if I'm honest. You know, some of the people that, I, I mean, obviously, we, we've we met previous to this, but, you know, get to sit down with you, other people, and talk about business and different aspects and learning, you know, even like the video cards you mentioned. You know, that's a, that's a great idea. You must really stands out. You're going to have a competitor now. <laughs> um, it stands out, but oh, to be honest with you, I've never even heard, I've never even heard of that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's something I need to get better at, and I have said to myself I will do more of this year. Um, you mentioned about a business coach. Have you had one? Have one? Do you have one? Yeah, I've got one now. I've been with the same guy for probably at least four, four or five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, tell um, me a little bit about that because I'm always interested in that. Now we mentioned and we had a business coach on the um, on the podcast. You were the guest before last, um, so it's interesting that I've had one early days. Was um, it action coach? No, 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 it wasn't. I've been approached by them, and I do know a couple of people that use them. The guy I had, he was a lovely guy, and it was very helpful early on. Mm -hmm. But what I found is he become a little bit of a an expensive cheerleader. So what do I mean by that? Well, so the first couple of months we had all these ideas and right, you need to do this, improve on that. And then after a time we were doing all the things that we'd put in place. So everything was going as it should. And it was like, you know, he'd come down for the day and he'd go, Oh, well, everything seems to be going well, well done. And sort of just pat everyone on the back and that would be it. Um, so I say become a little bit of an expensive cheerleader, but tell me about yours. What made you get one and the process of having one and how you found it useful? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm big into personal development and good. stuff. So I uh, read a lot of books and that. And, and everyone says, if you want to be really good, get a coach, isn't yeah. it? Like all the, all the top performers and stuff all have coaches. I watched Makes the, sense. You, Usain Bolt's documentary last night, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah I've seen that one. He's, he's uh, got an interesting coach as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, so so yeah, no, it's been been really good. Been with him four or five years now. Um, I suppose it gives you that accountability. It's just I like... I think that's the key, isn't it? A lot of time gives you that space and time to think as well. So a lot of the time they're, they're getting the answers out of you, which, yeah. is, which is fine. But you because you, you've got that in your diary every week that you know you're going to be meeting them, right? If, you, if it was just with yourself, you, something else comes in, you're not... You're you let not it gonna, slip. You're going to yeah. let it slip, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 and I say that was a good thing, you know, that, that having that accountability that sometimes a coach brings along. Um, yeah, I constantly back and forth with that in my own head, to be honest, about having a coach or a mentor of some shape or form. And then I go down the avenue of going, oh, well, I want someone that's been there and done it, yeah. you know, um, and then sort of, have they got a look, are they in the industry or is it totally Not in the separate? industry, they, they were in a different industry, but um, 
yeah, I think it's important as well. If, if we if, if it's a business owner trying to get get a coach as someone who's who's had a business, isn't there? There's quite a lot of coaches out there that. And I think one thing is good for us. I suppose you're good for us. You know, you sound like you work with your wife. How, how's the dynamic of working with family? Yeah, so fiance. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. We're both working towards the same thing. It can be quite difficult switching off. You know, when you find you're at home, ten to ten o'clock at night. Saying, did you send that invoice? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but you know, it's, right. it is good as long as you um, kind of kind of separate it. Like 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 I mentioned uh, mm. to you before the podcast was away on the weekend. I was going to look at a machine, but also we we, we use that time to to go to the seaside and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard to separate when you work with family. Um, it's just your wife that's been yeah. in the business. Yeah, I suppose that's not too bad then, is it? We Everyone knows that the wife's always the boss. So at least there's <laughs> some clear lines there of who that is. Yeah, I say with the coaching, I say I'm sort of constantly up and down with that. But like you say, I think the accountability piece, I think that's the best ones because you've got, if you're your own boss, really, you aren't, you're, you answer to your employees, but you haven't really got anyone technically above you that you know you need to report into and it's just having someone you know to check in with yeah and offloading maybe any challenges yeah discuss the challenges discuss the wins discuss the strategy so you're always thinking a few few yeah yeah that's good that's a good piece of advice to say i think sometimes struggling to offload any concerns that you may have from a business perspective if you've got someone there they can say usually they'll coach the answer out of yourself you know the answer really um but just having someone as a reference there is is good yeah, um, yeah. Useful, and you yeah. find that useful yeah well that wraps up all the questions that i had for conan to conan tell everyone on the camera where they can find you on your social medias and your websites for lbc yeah so if you look at lbcclean.co.uk or on socials lbc clean lbc nice and simple so if you need any external cleaning conan and the team are your guys so that wraps up this episode as always i hope you enjoyed it another fantastic guest and thank you to conan for taking the time to come down to jcd hq as always on your favorite podcast platforms make sure you leave us a review and subscribe to the channel if you're not on youtube then make sure you subscribe over on that platform as well and we're on all of our social medias at the cleaning up business podcast you can find us on instagram and all that good stuff so that wraps up this episode as always thank you for guys checking in guys and we will see you on the next episode.